Story so far. Relton Marine is having a takeover from Charles Freer. Lynette has actually sunk. Oops. Oops. Uh, someone's died. Oopsie. Oopsie again. Abby has moved out and moved in with the grotty bedsit of Curtis Yeager, the animal rights protester and general thug, but sort of kind of blonde and good looking with it. And uh, Leo is still moping around. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. And we are following the gorgeous, gorgeous yachty drama that is Howard's Way. IMDB say about this episode? So, Jonathan, IMDB says Tom needs answers from Mrs. Travis to understand why the catamaran broke apart. Kate listens to Tom, who fears Avril's relationship with Frere. Polly asks Frere to help her keep Abby away from Jaeger. Abby turns to Leo after realising what Jaeger's all about. Ritz are served against the mermaid yard and against Tom, while the Lynette is impounded before Tom can discover whether or not his design held a structural flaw. Jack and Avril suspend Tom from work, but Bill offers to support him in court. Just before Jan's fashion line launch, Lynn and Claude are involved in an accident. <gasps> Following a talk with Frere, Abby tells Leo that she has to go to America and the Howard family faces yet another tragedy. Ooh. Okay, I thought this this episode was terrific. You think every episode's no, terrific. No, no, no. There has been some slightly laborious ones. Slightly laborious. Slightly. And this wasn't one of this them. This wasn't one of those. I mean, this one was this was good. It was a bit Ken light. Uh, but we did have Ken and his sort of quite emotional scene in last week's episode um so so so, uh, they seem to be wrapping up the abby and curtis jaeger super super quickly um well it didn't take her long to see through his his um his his, his guys and and see the 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 thug underneath but he hasn't actually actually shown any. We haven't. We've not actually seen any thug-like tendencies, and apart from when he when he rescued the the dog. But he, the that dog. wasn't a thug. No, he was true. he was rescue he was rescuing yeah. the dog. Um, so so to, Curtis proposes to Abby a, a, a jolly run out to Birmingham while I rough up a. But it, a dog the way he killer. presented it, he just wanted to give him a talking to yeah but we all knew what where was that sli- was going it's slightly malicious yeah but it does feel as though they sort of like wrote themselves into a corner and then off camera wrote themselves off it yeah i again it's one of those things isn't it i i can't for the life of me i can't really see what the purpose of that storyline 
was, unless it was to give a an out for Abby to go to America, but they could have come up with something, something like that. It just felt a bit of a, a space filler. I don't know. I mean, I felt that, say, Curtis Yeager was like the bad boy Leo. Right? Yeah, it's like the, the, the Leo from a parallel universe. Yeah, it, it was. And it, I think I, and I quite like that. And I, it felt like that's how they were pushing in there because Leo is like, oh, we've got to do something about it. Ooh. Uh, because Yeager, yeah, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going it. to put the boot in while I'm but, doing it. But yeah, and, and also they introduced the Earth Guard movement and sort of the really, really good looking guy. Um, I think they missed a trick, really. They could have potentially had the Earth Guy guy earth guard guy as the one that abby went for and sort of fuse those characters together because that shows action it shows sort of motivation and stuff yeah uh, so it sounds like you're saying that from a, a narrative perspective this particular storyline thread was a bit all over the place it was it is they introduced him off camera I said, like, oh gosh, yeah, it's Curtis Yeager. We're meeting up with him at the discotheque in Southampton. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Uh, and then they, they did the exposition with like, oh yeah, this is about his history. Where, in fairness, they could have actually... It, it, it felt as though that they had a sort of general idea. They booked an actor to do the Earth Guard thing. And then thought, oh, we need to introduce someone. And it didn't seem like they did have... They, they had the story arc really sort of tied down it's as though they were like introducing other bits and pieces it's the same with the caroline dudar watson that's commissioned the boat that was meant to be like a, a relationship for jack and and again on this episode it's like yeah well it's a, it's sort of she, he sort of puts his foot down on the phone so we don't see her and it, it's like in the two episodes ago it felt like the, there was a scene that she was in but they cut it so it it just feels a little bit, what's going on here? <laughs> so... Yeah, I think I think it. Uh, the, I I suppose what I would say is I just I just make a comparison with how television is done nowadays, and you know television is done very much this sort of series would would have a showrunner, would have a bible, the 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 whole series arc would be very tightly plotted out even before the, they've written any written written any scripts there is a a bit of a sense of we're kind of making it up as we go along yeah and that's how it and feels we feel a need for a character midway through the series so let's introduce a character to fulfill this narrative function that we didn't think about at the very start so it does have that kind of good old-fashioned british amateurism about it that we're just gonna we're just we're making it up as we go along and we don't care. Yeah, we need some we need some glamour. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> let's chuck in this character that we'll never seen before and we'll never see again in order to deliver a a plot point. Yeah, it's just it, that's the bit that's that was the sort of, that's the sort of like slightly disappointing thing. However, it they say this episode say it's the after effects of the catamaran a sort of accident where it sunk. Um, and someone's died, and being, the the mermaid jar is being served a writ. The the the, the Lynette is being sort of put under. It's being wrapped. impounded. It's being impounded so they can investigate. Tom's uh, being sued personally. Yeah, and it's for two million pounds. But and he said, "Oh, well, we've got insurance for it." So you think, "Oh, right, okay, he's got insurance for it." But then it's five hundred thousand for the boat, and it's one point five million for loss of life. loss of life, which that's that would cripple them and 
so I mean, it was it was quite interesting how they did that. But they and, and in fairness, you could see when sort of they served that then when Avril goes through the paperwork and says, right, yeah, this we're going to put be responsible for one point five million, which is a a lot of money. So what we have to do to protect us and the mermaid yard, we have to suspend Tom, which is like, oh, that double impounds it. And that puts Jack on a bit of a, like, oh, well, we're in it together. But uh, Avril's the business point of view, where Jack is sort of, he he protects his own. Mm. And I think that is, so it, he knows the analytical business sense, but it's like, he's not, he doesn't feel as though he's protecting. And I think there was a nice sensitive scene with Tom and Bill, where Bill's been at loggerheads with Tom over various bits and pieces where it doesn't like change and so whinging about the mast or the weight distribution of the linnet. Um, And he's backs him up. Although it's pretty much, it's pretty weak. I mean, that would have been better from Jack than Bill. But the sentiments is very, very good. Um... So, and we also have more business, business politics. Yeah, well, we have the the aftermath of the Frere takeover of Relton. Yeah. And contrary to everyone's expectations, he doesn't fire the entire board instantly. Well, no, it's just, he, so the chairman steps down because obviously Frere is going in as chairman. Um, and he but, said, but you have to consider, <clears throat> though, that, that up until now, Frere has been very adamant that Relton's been badly managed. So... So you wonder, well, what's he up to? Why isn't he following through on his original plans to replace mm, the board? Yes. Is there a is there is, an ulterior motive? Well, we motive. know that he did have a relationship, sort of pre-Howard's way, to with Avril, and yes. Avril then discovered that he was married after having a year relationship with him. Yes. So, and and also Tom Howard is fully aware of that as well. Yes. So, um, so that's. Uh, that was quite interesting. And obviously, David Lloyd, the wormy little git. Um, well, he's a very disappointed man. He's a very disappointed man. But again, was like I said in last he, week's... Presumably, he was, he's been expecting to, 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 MD. to be MD and, and didn't expect Avril to be, to be named as MD. handed the, the role. No, which is very, very good. And Avril is... Well, she's business. Uh, and I think that's... Really good. It, it, it's even when we were when we were watching it, it was very interesting because it's a bit like Working Girl. It, it, there was there was virtually the line sort of I've got a head for business and a body for sin. Yeah, <laughs> not, was, qu- it, not quite. It but wasn't it was, quite, but it was it was it very was kind of heading in that general yeah. direction. <laughs> so... Yes, Avril, you've got a really good business head and a smoking hot bod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would have been a bit too much for 1986 Sunday night BBC One. Yeah, but the sentiments there. And Avril does look really good. Um, Really, really good. And uh, super stunning. A lot of things happen off screen on this episode. Lots of things happen off screen in Howard's Way anyway. Oh, yes, we spoke about that. And we got married, then we got divorced, and then he died. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, So... (laughs) Um, so the, <laughs> we have more building site scenes. Yes, we have uh, Polly on the building build, site, which was slightly site. incongruous, and it looked like a genuine building site. Like, so I was wondering whether the the labourers were actual labourers or whether they were equity card holders who've got hod carrying as a special skill. <laughs> yes, Ooh. 
Yeah, so she, she's looking for support. I mean, it's very Gerald like. Actually, there's no Gerald. There's in no Gerald at there's all. No Gerald in this. So, so Abby, uh, she's Polly's looking for support with Abby because she's worried. Worried. Polly's worried about Abby's entanglement with Curtis Yeager. With Curtis Yeager. So asked, and uh, so she appeals to Abby's father, bio, secret bio father, bio dad. <laughs> that sounds like some kind of weird superhero. <laughs> Woo, bio dad, superhero, can do business bollocks, and father, and father, <laughs> <children>. dumpy daughters, Darren. <laughs> so, uh, so she she appeals to um, Charles's sort of. Uh, well, it just just appeals to to, to uh, Charles. Could you investigate and see what this guy is, so um, so we can warn Abby because she can't get through yeah. to her. Of course, un- unbeknownst to 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 Polly, Abby's already figured all that out for herself mm. and has um, abandoned Curtis and thrown herself into the bosom of the Howard family. Yes. So, um, I, I thought, but I, I I thought it was it was a little bit disappointing. The scene with Polly on the building site. Why? What would you have wanted her to? Well, just I would have preferred her to be driving bricks. a car rather than getting into a rather dilapidated Montego saloon <laughs> minicab. It just felt a bit. Mm. What difference would that make? I don't know, but I say Polly is an independent woman in. So a, she, so independent women don't don't get minicabs. get ropey minicabs. Uh, I would have thought she she would have had a little. Uh, uh, Mr. Trickler should have a nice little sports car for her. Um, Maybe she does. She doesn't drive. Oh, she does drive. I mean, she she drives in other episodes. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's a two hundred five convertible or something like that. I think it is. In one of uh, in later episodes, she's got. Maybe she doesn't want to drive her car into a building site. <sighs> Mind she you, wasn't that wearing did, that didn't that, No, that didn't stop Charles driving his Bentley onto a building site. No, exactly. Last episode, did so, it? And people, but when you're, you're you're super wealthy, you don't you're not really that precious over things. Like, oh, Is that right? It's just a thing. We just like mm, yeah. well, we'll just buy another one. Oh, yeah. I've broken this Bentley. I'll just get yeah, another I'll one. Get another one. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Raid Rovers are just down to, to bump up the curb at Waitrose. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's got nice shopping capacity. So, Charles is... I think Charles does this. I, he wouldn't... I, I doubt he would normally do this. But I think Charles does actually want to get closer to to Abby. I think, I think this op- this offers him the opportunity to get an inroad that he wouldn't normally get. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so he pays an unexpected visit. Yes, and has a Abby. wander around while Abby's fondling some potted plants. Yes, uh, and arrives and uh, says, "Can we speak?" And sort of, in fairness, it's it's like a really really weird scene because those, as I say, they've had one meeting across a boardroom. Yeah, when they're sort of potentially being sued and that sort of thing because after they're protesting about the nature reserve stroke car park. Um, and so that's the first real sort of sort of interaction they've had, and this is the second one. And I think I say even Abby puts two and two together. The twigs. That... How long? How long ago did you know Mother? Because how old are you? <laughs> yes. mm. uh, I, I I met your mother nine months before you were born. And then she, and the fair, she asks, "Are you my father?" And he says, "Yes." And I thought. Well, he's not going to. Well, lie he's about got it. No, he's got nothing to lie about. No. So, and uh, he's he's already said earlier in the episode that he he resents Polly for denying him the opportunity to have a relationship 
with his daughter. Mm. So it was clearly he was going to, you know, whether whether he deliberately manipulated the situation or not, I don't know. But um, I think it was inevitable that this was going to end up with Abby putting two and two together and yeah. figuring out that this guy is her father. Yes. Why uh, else would a completely, essentially a random stranger, in da- a sense... Daddy's boss. Um, suddenly decide to show, show such an interest. Yeah, so... But I, mean, I think he wrapped that up quite nicely because it was just malingering. That, that sort of, like, storyline was malingering too much. Um, but in fairness... Hate, we hate malingering storylines. I know. I, I prefer to... Like, I, I like it to, to be... Dish, you like dish, it dish, snappy. Dish. Yes. Um, I, I, I like it to, to rollick along in a nice way. Um, so that, that wraps that sort of, like, oh, who's my father sort of routine. Who's the daddy? Who's the daddy? And it ends with... Abby's sort of wandering around the the beach where they originally sort of first had a wander yeah. before she hurled herself off. Yeah, the she's pier. fondling a groin. Uh, <laughs> yes, I said I'm I'm going I'm going to America, and, and Leah's looking all surprised. Um, oh, because the thing is, they do have chemistry, but it, it it's it, it's more than friendship, but it's not really. But it's not really. It, it, it it's it's not really that sort of thing. I mean, I think. They'd probably rub along nicely together, but it's not like the passion thing. It's because they're sort of both sort of kindred spirits, yeah. sort of thing. I think so. Um, so and and so Leo said, "Who is so, an afterthought where she was wandering off up above the dunes? Who's paying for your ticket? My father." And that was just like, oh. And Leo does because oh, she, she's not even she's still very secretive because you would have thought she would have said, all right, I found my father's Charles Frere. Um, and she doesn't. So she's still keeping quite a lot of her little surprises to to her, to, to her chest. So that, that was that was quite interesting. Um, so that's that story sort of lined up with the Abbey Leo, who's my father, and Curtis Yeager. And it's just, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't see more scenes with Curtis Yeager in it, because I think it would have been it would have been slightly more powerful if we would have seen that scene of Curtis Yeager doing the threat and then yeah. and we, then the realisation yeah. of Abby actually seeing... Because it's a show, don't tell, yeah. show. And it it would have just been like a few scenes uh, where his, 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 his sort of transforms to being sort of like protester right on protester to thug. And I think the actor who played Curtis Yeager could have quite easily have done that because he did have... A menace about him. Yeah, um, presumably that's why he was cast in the role. Yeah, exactly. So it it just seems a wasted opportunity. It would have been better for her to to slam and pull him away from whatever, and then sort of push him push him away so he stumbles and the other guy runs off, and then she just turns tail and hit and hitchhikes and then gets in a car, which would have had a, a little bit more tension and stuff. Where it's just like yes. We've seen it rather than as a oh we went to Birmingham and then he started kicking someone and then it was really violent and then I hitchhiked back from Birmingham. It's just like he yeah. could have had that. He could have had a, a scene yeah. with Howard, that. Howard, where I think we would say is quite heavy on exposition at times. Yeah, and I think they missed a trick on that one because it would it, it it just felt we know Curtis is a, is a, is a bad boy. We've been confirmed that Curtis is a bad boy with sort of the investigation that Charles Frere's investigation team yeah. have done. Um, 
And it would I be... suppose there is a limit, though, I guess, back then as to how much violence you could get away with. But you wouldn't need to do violence. You could have done it's sort of like a sudden change because you had that. Because Kurt Jaeger has that like pretty boy look. Um, that's because he was quite old. He was like in his forties when he was playing this guy that was could have been in his twenties, and. I think he, because he had that such acting gravitas, he could have just with a change of facial expression and the general threat as he goes for someone, and then Abby could have gone in between the two of them, split them up. The other guy runs off, and Curtis Jaeger is starts turns on her, and then she so runs off as well. Well, no, she just t- turns away and walks away because that would have shown more power to her character. Um, but they didn't, and that was—I think they, that was sadly lacking. We did have a lot of speedboat. And... Yeah, I mean, that's—I think that—that's—that's that's why, really, because they spent all the budget on speedboat, speedboat action, so and stunt, stunt work. So there was no money left for more stunts. <laughs> but it wasn't actually a stunt, really, at all. It was just so. We, so they decide to. Jan says to Lynn, "Can you take?" Claude yeah, away so Claude's getting becoming a bit a, a bit, bit precious um, and predominantly with his fashion show with that god awful top with the checks the the two mismatching checks that was say sorry what oh yeah but oh, I, I know it was the 80s but that was the height of fashion Jonathan. big shoulder pads yeah uh, <laughs> don't, don't be so dismissive of 80s fashion fashion so, I'm sure their fashion advisor thought that was a la mode so we have we, we, so so Jan says to to uh, to Lynn, or can you sort of calm him down a little bit? So she sort of takes him away, and then Jan says, "No, no, take the day off tomorrow, and uh, and and do something fun, and we, then we can do the fashion show." Um, so in that there London, um, so they decide to go water skiing. Yay. We've never had water skiing in Howard's Way nope. before, and, and we we'll never, never have, have it again. again. It's like we don't see a catamaran ever again. It's just like, ooh. Well, once bitten, twice shy. So we have have the Jazzy Howard's Way team, uh, theme with like, woo, yay, Claude, you're water skiing. Look at your ponytail. Oh. And then we have a, a sort of, it gets, builds up the precious moment of another speedboat coming along. Yeah. And then the speedboat, sort of, one scene goes in one direction, and the next direction it's coming, head, head and, yeah. going so in the opposite wheels, direction. Wheels around in his back. Yeah. So. Meanwhile, Claude has fallen in the water. Yes, it's fallen. It's like, and the other speedboat driver isn't paying attention. And now he's going, ooh, yay! He's looking, the houseway theme coming from somewhere. He's, woo! He's to be, <laughs> Sorry. He's too busy looking back the way at... His, his his speedboat, his his uh, water skier. Yeah. In fairness, what Lynn should have done is put her boat in between her, between that boat and Claude. But she didn't. Instead, she just turns the engine off and goes, "No," waving her hands around. No, no, no. You say the idea is you're meant to bring your boat round, and so sort of, if if there is thing, they bring the boat round. And form a physical barrier. And for, form a physical barrier because if you hit a speedboat and a boat, then yeah, it's going to damage the boat, but it's not going to cost of life. And then we have a very long scene of a very bloody Lynn um, with with a sort of it's like virtually rushing off into the the, the operating theatre with all these people around a and a wheelie bed, um, and then it's all like 
action stations and it that it jolts Tom out of his malaise of being suspended from the mermaid yard and the court case and what have you. Um, and then everyone seems to... Yeah, it's just like a tragic accident to jolly us all up. Yeah, it, 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 it's, the, the, it's sort of like, well, it's, it's the cost of life, isn't it, really? Or rather than livelihood. So, um, so I mean, in fairness, that was done quite well. We had an emotion scene with, with Kate, because... Kate's obviously houses sell in Tarrant super quick. Well, it is a very cute cottage, and it was probably if it was being sold by the bank, it was probably at a, at a knockdown price. Well, I mean, she's being forced to sell, but and then she's a bit tearful on a deck chair in the back garden because it's under offer. It's under offer, and then there's a sort of a little bit of a, a relation where again exposition with yeah. regards to Tom saying. So Tom, so but just to set the scene, Tom goes to visit. Kate. We don't know why he goes to visit yeah. Kate, but he he goes to visit Kate and finds her teary in the back garden on a, on a on a deck chair. So, yeah. Um, and then they have exposition where uh, he says that him and Avril have been having rows all last night again, which we don't see with regards to Avril taking taking the MD ship. And I think he's he's not necessarily bothered about the MD ship. It's about working for Charles Freer, who she had a, rela- a, a, a relationship with, and also his daughter had a relationship with. So there's a bit of a... Mm, Keep it in the family. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Kate gives good words of wisdom, which is good for Kate. Yeah. So, and uh, so I think that was, that, was all, that was all very jolly. So it was pretty much wrapping up loose ends well it was, it was definitely wrapping things up because it was the end of the series it obviously series. delivers a, a a devastating finale I know Claude is no longer with us oh yeah. Jeanne oh Lynn we won't we'll never hear his his <laughs> Scottish stroke French accent ever again oh la la oh hi the new Oh, Jeanne. Jeanne. Uh, so, so, yeah, so Clot is no longer with us anymore. Um, then say It seems as though the fashion, we have the we have a fashion montage. Yes, of, we have the fashion show. So we have a little bit of sort of stock footage of people doing fashionistry things with a, with a chap with a very red head, a very red hat. Um... Uh, then we have the catwalk with Jan with a clipboard going, you know, darling, marvellous, the earrings, fabulous. Oh, is this the collection? Oh, who, yeah. who's the dresser? La, yeah, la, la, we, la, we la. have a bit of an ab-fab moment. It really. was a bit of an ab-fab moment. And in fairness, Jan does look totally stunning. Um, and super organised and totally in her element. And uh, so the fashion thing goes there. So we have like, a montage of, of, of elegant ladies in better frocks than what, Claude was dressing someone in. in, in well, are you in, suggesting these aren't Claude Dupont originals? <laughs> they did look. If it is the fashion, the, the fashion, the, the two fashion outfits that we saw trolling up and down the catwalk were were quite were very stylish. It did look good. Um, and Leo has been nominated to or nominated himself. Well, he volunteers to, to, to go to London to get the to, train because they that. don't want to call. John and tell her the to, news over the, over, over the phone, which is bizarre, really. For an hour's away, everything is transacted over the telephone. Oh yes! Oh, so, you you bought this and you've done a takeover of that. Oh, how marvelous! So, so why this? Caspers. So why this one particular bit of news can't be? Can't, someone has to get the train to London at ten o'clock at night. It all seems a bit 
Uh, it's a bit far. It is a bit far fetched, but, but it, it just does. sets up. It just it's all about just setting up that final poignant scene at the yeah. fashion show. The models sadly leaving, and there's Jan and uh, Leo sitting on the floor, surrounded by bunches of flowers and, and frocks and bits of frock. Yes, so that's and that single tear. Oh, down that was really good. Jan's that was super emotional. So, uh, and the good thing about this one is that you've got both Jan's fashion empire, which she's invested everything into. Yeah. Well, that's now. Um, so it was based on one fashion yeah, designer. Yep. So she's in trouble there. And I, in, I, I would kind of cynically, I wonder what's she more upset about—the loss of Claude or the risk to her business? But then that's just me yeah. being hard-hearted and cynical. Um, also, we've got Tom, who's also sort of, he's invested everything to the Mermaid Yard, yep. and we've got this court case he's been suspended from the Mermaid Yard. Because of, yeah, the, know, whole, the whole Mermaid Yard might be In, in jeopardy, and his design career might be on the rocks because of someone's died because of one of his designs. Or not, as the case may be. Um, so, in fairness, you've got really decent parallels between... Yeah. The sort of the the, the main protagonist. So we've got two major cliffhangers there. Yeah, um, Abby's buggering off. Yeah, so we won't see her for a while. Yeah, so we'll see her at the end of series three, um, which is a, that is a super emotional episode. Um, but well, we're not going to see that for some time. Some time. Some yes. time. Um, and but yeah, it 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 does dovetail things nicely, and obviously you've got Ken and speedboats. So we've we've had a little bit of touch. a terrific combination of Ken and Speedboat. Yes, I know. I think I, I think that is a good that, that is he, a good. He is he is he is definitely more of a speed speedboard speed speedboat speed uh, merchant than he is a a a, a, a yacht kind of. Well, he's person. not really he's not really done much in yachts. He had the chandlery. Uh, that was one of his many things because he had all the garages as well, didn't he? And he was going into fashion with Perry Plue. We haven't seen much of Perry Plue recently. Um, and I don't think we're going to see much more of Perry Plue. No, we've all moved on since. Yeah. We've all moved on since. Well, I hope then. Kate's still got a job working in the shop, though. To keep, to keep, <laughs> to keep the wolf from the door. <laughs> to keep her in racing post subscription. Um, so it, it does wrap it up. I mean, this Howard's Way series was meant to only go for three series. And I think this does. Sort of, this is the sort of a really good thing where it shows both Jan and Tom sort of are propelling their careers across, and then there's like a lot of jeopardy. So this would have probably done that wobble, which would have probably got them more together um, potentially. But I think they sidelined that first series three because I think there was such demand for Howard's Way. That they they were going to extend it a little bit further. Yes. So. So. Yes. So um, we seem to have rolled through this episode really quickly. And in fairness, this was a really, really, this was a terrific episode. And it, again, it was to Houseway strength. Admittedly, we did have a bit of speedboating and skiing and melodrama, but it was good. And I think because you only had a few, a few threads of storylines where the meaty ones were being rolled rolled out and concluded and i'm so glad that sort of the abby who's my daddy routine as that's been sorted out and i think abby the character the, the character is it cindy shelley that plays abby i think i mean we discussed it in last week's episode that i think she they weren't given her anything meaty to work with 
No. Um, no. Abby was a very sort of one-dimensional yeah, character. Yeah, which is a bit, yeah. So, um, but anyway, so that's... Anywho. Uh, anywho. That's, that, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So that's, it's a wrap. That's series two. And we've it's only got, a checkered wrap. I know, and we've only got four more series to go. Kel Demarge, as Claude would have put it. From the grave. From the grave. Yeah, we'll get the Ouija board out. Claude, are you there? Claude! <laughs> have you got these secret designs that <laughs> maybe you can give to Jan for the collection? Uh, so next, uh, the, the next series, three. That's, that that rollocks along really quickly because the budget really got increased for series three. Ooh. Ooh. We, we have be even uh, more fashion. And we don't have any more Marty boats. Webb closing sequels. Thank oh. Christ for that. Um, oh. I mean, it's like, it's lovely, but it is just a bit... Mm. Well, I did like that it faded to black with the tear rolling rolling down the cheek before, and we had a bit of silence, a bit like we did in the ser- end of series one when Lynn sort of went sort of falls in the water. over tip over the pier and knocked her head on a, on a protruding on a, tap on a tap, <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So. We will be re- we will be rebooting um, with uh, series three later on in the year. Unfortunately, due to work commitments, as we mentioned last week's episode, we will no longer be able to to, to, to uh, dedicate the time for the passionate tweet along on a Sunday evening, eight pm. Um, but we can still tune in to Antique Dust, and we have some very very exciting episodes of some very good vintage television um, on one-off podcasts and so lots of exciting things to get so please like and subscribe give us five stars if you're living it listen to it on itunes yes um and just give us a thumbs up and say nice things there is still some howard's way merch available to buy on the antiquedust.co.uk forward slash shop uh, if you want one of the vintage yeah. periplu <laughs> mugs yes get them while they're still available we may well Limited bring out edition. House of Howard <gasps> maybe a, a one of Lynette what about a leisure cruise a leisure cruise <gasps> leisure cruise leisure yay! cruise yay so anyway, if anyone would like us to have a have a, a rummage around the archives of vintage television, please do drop us a line. Uh, we will. We can't promise to do slide everything. Slide into our DMs. We'll slide it into our DMs on sort of Twitter and social media channels. Uh, let us know what you'd like us to have a look at, and we will endeavour to uh, give it a whirl. As long yeah. as it's not too gory. I don't do gory things. No, Jonathan is, has I, a very I, delicate, so yes. contrary, way, to, contrary Howard, to popular opinion. Yeah, Howard's way ski, a sort of skiing accident is about, that's, about that's, my limit. That's, about <laughs> that's, that's, that's the height of it all, really, isn't it? So, in anywho. the meantime, anywho, in the meantime, it's Jonathan signing off. Farewell. And this is Rob saying bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.